everybody, and welcome to the Simulcast episode number 20. I am your host, D. Hodge, and with me, like always, is my good friend, Big Shrimp. Big Shrimp Man, what's going on? Yo, 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 what's going on, bud? Uh, can't believe we're already doing Simulcast 20. Uh, and we're a day late and a dollar short, or more like a week late. Yeah. God almighty, man, what a couple of weeks it's been. It is, oh, man. I can see you looking yeah. through the notes. <laughs> All right, obviously, it somebody is so, doesn't know how to. It is uh, so late. It is so way. late. We, it is so <laughs> late. Uh, no, uh. So when you're listening to this, this is not going to go up the normal Wednesday morning. It's going to go up Wednesday around lunchtime, Wednesday afternoon, somewhere along there. That way I can get everything going good and up on YouTube. Yeah. We're recording like at midnight. Yeah. And I've um, been up since 8 a.m. I have been up. I'll get you beat. I've been up since 3 o'clock this morning. So I got Uh, you beat. Excuse the ugliness before you. Oh man! Normally I'm not doing much better, but today I'm doing a little rough in the uh, looks department. So excuse it if you could. As I'm saying, I'm drinking a diet coke at freaking. Uh, well, it's actually almost eleven here. It's almost midnight over there where you're at. But uh, trying to keep yeah. the. Uh, I was gonna drink coffee, but I was like, if I drink coffee, am I gonna stay up all night? So I might as well just have um. Uh, uh, my regular caffeine caffeine doesn't really affect me that way I know our friend a friend of the show both shows and of the uh, network Brittany Bexton is highly highly sensitive to caffeine like she can't have a cup without going off the walls and being jittery and that's not a knock towards her. She'll tell you herself, but um, obviously uh, everybody's affected differently by different things. But for me, man, caffeine, I don't know if it's because uh, for most of my life, I've been Coca-Cola and Mountain Dew and mm-hmm. drinking it all hours of the morning, day and night. So it just messed me up or what, but I don't have that issue, so. Well, I I don't know. I was reading this book, and it was talking about how people that say they're sensitive to caffeine, and I'm not saying Brittany's not. I'm not saying anybody that's not is not, but a lot of it, like when you have a cup of coffee, and you're like, I can't start my morning before a cup of coffee. That's all in your that's mental. It's mentality. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, you have of, yourself. Yeah. And so that's what I wonder about, like, coca-cola or any kind of caffeinated drink or beverage is obviously it's bad for you but does it really make people hyper do people really that sensitive to it or is it kind of mental where oh my god i've had sugar this and i forgot sugar makes me go crazy no i think it depends on who you're talking to i i've i've seen uh i've seen people i've had relatives that are normally very calm and chill, but they drink coffee or an energy drink, like uh, mm. their hands start to shake. 
they speak with a uh, a uh, uh, blurred speech. You know, uh, it has to be done on the effects of the heart and the heart rate. Obviously, I do think there's something to say about people that have a chemical dependency and feel like they can't get anything accomplished without the caffeine. Obviously, a lot of that's in your head, and uh, either way, it's not healthy to have a dependency upon anything to uh, be uh, able to function. Uh, so, I don't know. Um, I think it's somewhere in the middle. Some folks. Um, it is all in their head, and some folks, they really are affected by it. Yeah, so... Uh, obviously, um, you and I aren't doctors, so... Yeah. Quick disclaimer. Anybody uh, <laughs> don't heed our medical advice, so we don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> so, for the past couple of weeks, um, <clears throat> we have been off the uh, off the simulcast chops for a little while, Um we couldn't find the time really to do it. And so we're trying to find, we're trying people, we're trying to find new uh, scheduling systems and new times to do this. Um, be that may, whatever you, whatever we're gonna do to get these done, we're gonna need to get these done because these are some of the highest um, stream podcasts or just these simulcasts, which, which is very shocking because when we first started this, it was like, hey, we're just going to get on here and chat. And now it's kind of, you know, we want this to be the the talk show of the of the podcast realm. So, like, you know, it's, instead of our usual, we have people come on and we chat with, you know, on my show or your show. Um, this is kind of just a little bit different and we talk about what we really want to talk about. So, but, but yeah, we're yeah. hoping that. We're, we're hoping this leads into what I want to do um, in the long term, season three, maybe season four, but we'll get there uh, yeah. to where it's more of a morning show type feel, uh, what we got uh, instead of an actual podcast. It'll still be on podcast format, uh, our, our podcast. Uh, platforms, but instead of being a straight up interview and conversation with people, everything will be done through video. We'll have games, trivia, and uh, just shoot the bull about life, current events, and really try to uh, get a perspective of all the parties involved that normally you can't get in a normal interview. Uh, so that's what we're hoping to do and be more relatable. And we're working our way towards that. Um, now that's going to be on my end, on the Big Shrimp Radio end. Hodge, I don't know what he wants to do. I don't know if he wants to continue doing his way he does things. But he will obviously be a part of what I'm doing as my co-host. Um, so, yeah. So well, we're, we're figuring everything out. We are, uh, yeah, it's... Uh... Still a learning process, and it's a learning process for me after four years, and it's still learning. And I think you're still going to be learning another four years. But look, we're, let's get the business out of the way. They're here to hear us talk about how our two weeks have been, and I've had a crazy couple of weeks uh, filming the 400th episode part, the first part of it, doing all these other different things, 
but you have been in Nashville for a recent trip and going back and forth to the doctors. Yeah. By the way, we totally didn't address the uh, new simulcast theme. Uh, oh, yeah. Hello, somebody. Well, hey, I actually... Uh, yeah, if y'all liked it, we hope you liked it. Uh, it's a new song. I liked it. We had I gotta a couple give, of options. Then. Yeah, I've got to give, uh, real quick, got to give credit to Shane Ivers for our Hard Sell Hotel for the simulcast theme song. In every simulcast that we use this theme song, it's going to be, the link is going to be down there below. So go show that guy, Shane, some love. Yeah, so, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I like it. We had a choice of two different songs, and... Uh, we may switch it I up every now and then. A little bit more. Yeah, we may do that. Uh, I like this one a little bit more, uh, so... But yeah, anyway, it's a couple of weeks down. It's been crazy. You've had a lot going on with you, with me. I've had a lot going on as well. Been back and forth, uh, traveling between Johnson City, Tennessee, at Nashville, Tennessee. Five-hour drive one way, and um, it's been a lot of fun. I love Nashville. Anybody that knows me knows it's home. It's where my heart is. And eventually, I hope to move back. Don't know when that'll be, uh, but at some point in the near future, hopefully, God willing. And uh, yeah, when I was there, um, so I've had a couple of health issues. One, it's been weird. My eyes would start rolling sometimes and crossing. Mm not inward, but outward. And uh, it's really apparent when I'm on FaceTime or whatever, and usually I see it, then whoever I'm talking to brings it to my attention, who drives or moving. So I went to an eye surgeon and uh, whatever, and the dude, they, they have this thing now. I've not been to the eye doctor in forever, so I'm sure they've had it for a while, but Instead of you looking at a thing, you see a little tractor trailer in the background, or <laughs> instead of looking in a hole and they blow a puff of air in your eye, they've got this thing to where they shoot an infrared laser. It's what it looks like. Yeah. into the back of your eye. And it, it takes a picture of your whole eyeball. And so they did that, did the... Uh, regular exams, you know, put your finger on, you see the letters, and then one or two, three or four, five or six, better or worse, on the flipping thing. So I've got an uh, eyeglass prescription I'll be picking up in the near future. So I'll be going to look out for that. Senior's truly with a new pair of specs or eyes. Uh, and then... I had some x-rays done on my knees, on my legs and feet. Um, long story short, I've had some leg issues for a few years. Initially, I did my left leg to the business of professional wrestling, the business I aspired to be in since I was a child. One of my, you're going to think I'm an idiot, but one of the most proud things I can say is I gave a part of me to that business. Um, I'm at peace. If I would have lost my 
uh, if I would have lost function with my legs and have all kinds of pain due to a car accident or whatever, I wouldn't have peace about it. But I have peace about it because I, I gave it in the ring. And um, ended up in the hospital with that. That staph infection ruined the previous surgery because I was healing from that previous surgery. Had to have a staff washed out. Uh, fast forward a couple of years, um, having other issues. I had CIDP, uh, neurological disease that affects the nerves and nerve endings in my leg. So my left leg is sustained all kinds of damage as well as my right. And lately, when I stand and walk, actually for the last year or so, it feel it would feel like literally bone on bone in my left leg. Like there was no cushion, no give, no mobility. Um, it's pretty painful. And so finally went to a uh, an orthopedic surgeon. And sure enough, my suspicions were confirmed. I have a zero cartilage in my left leg. Right legs have half as much as I should. Both of my feet are completely messed up and jammed up. And I have like bones that are infused in together. So I've got surgery options and uh, basically going and doing both my feet will take uh, a few months to heal each and do them one at a time and then do my knee. They did say that the thing with the knee replacement is that because I'm still young, I may want to consider getting um, uh what are those shots called? Uh, it'll come to you in a minute. Uh, cortisone shots, yeah. Um, and just trying to get by because the problem with knee replacement every 10 to 15 to 20 years at this point with the current technology they've got out, I'd have to repeat the surgery. And that could be a pain, it could be taxing, exhausting, and, and you know, the whole nine yards. So, yeah. um, uh, but on the other hand, if I do the shots, it's like putting a Band-Aid over the problem. It's not really solving the cartilage issue. So, I'm not really a fan of getting shots anyways. I'm not scared of yeah. them, just not a fan yeah. of them. So, uh I will be getting the COVID shots though, or those are available to me. But uh, mm -hmm. so I'm thinking I'm going to go ahead with that surgery, but it takes so much time to heal. I've got to go back and find out what they recommend about should I do the feet first or the knee? I don't care either way and get it all done. Hopefully at that point, I will be able to be more mobile and be able to get some of this alert off of my ass. God, I'm mighty have <laughs> so much weight because I'm not very active. So, yeah, it's, it's been a pretty good, uh, pretty good news I received from the doctor, and I look forward to addressing from there. But well, you know, you... it's not always had good news, not all the time at least, or at least recently. Uh, our buddy Hodge here. And while you were out, bad news yeah. for us, doggy. Well, while you were out dealing with uh, 
Nashville and doctor appointments, I was here and it is the first time here that I can remember in a very, in a, in a few years, I think it's gotten this cold like four or five years ago. And, but it's gotten to the point now where it was, I think it got down to like nine degrees um, today when we're recording this. Um, and it started, sno- it started snowing and it, not enough to stick. It was just flurries, you know, kind of look like sprinkles of rain, but you guys know I've had, and you too, Big Shrimp, we, we talk all the time about it. Uh, I, we have terrible neighbors here, um, right to the left of us. Terrible neighbors. And the one and tell what street oh, it is, too, Hodge. <laughs> I don't care. I hate those. Man, I hate these people with a passion. And let me tell you, this story I'm about to tell you right now, I don't care whatever happens to them, happens to them. Just, just, well, so got a fence up, right? And they're like, well, we're going to build a fence, too. So they put a fence up. And what they did Same was people that you went to jail over. That's right. We were, that's right. That's right. That's right. Same people. I broke my wrist because their dog attacked my dog on, on my property. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Um, so what they did was they put a fence up. Right. And they put a fence going from their part of the property all the way to the top of the hill of their property. These people have little bitty dogs. Right. Well, they got one that's a. Um, Doberman Pinscher. I'm scared of, to death of that goddamn dog, okay? And they have this giant gate, and the gate is for cattle, okay? So you're thinking of the bars. In between each bar is probably a good eight-inch gap. So a Chihuahua, a Shih Tzu, all those type of little dogs can get out easily of that eight inch gap of a gate, right? So, right. Yes, yesterday, I think it was, or the day before, the time we we're recording, I go outside and they have this little white with a black spotted dog. And it's, 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 it's a mutt, it's mixed with different type of things, right? And so I go outside and I'm like, man, they let, they let the dog out here. His name is Bear. And I was like, man, they, they left Bear. What, what do we do, you know? And so I said, well. I was freezing I, cold out. It was free. Like it's, it, this was 30 degrees. And so I figured, you know, I brought a blanket out there and I figured they would at least call him whatever. Because they brought him in and they – Every, every now and then. So I said, I'll just put a blanket out there and 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 they'll come getting here soon or they'll call him. Well, it gets almost dark and the dog is still laying there and I go, hey, bear. And the dog, I mean, the dog at this point is freeze, is about frozen to death, I'm thinking. I'm like, holy crap. And so I go and I'm like, look, I got to I'm bringing this dog inside. So what I did was to protect myself was I recorded the video of me. I mean, I'm just, just what I was told to do was every time you do something with the all of the neighbors, you need to have recorded from the time you walk out of your house to the time, whatever. And so I record myself going out of the house and I look, this dog has been out here for 
this long and the neighbors aren't doing it. So I'm bringing the dog inside. So I brought the dog inside. We put it in the bathroom. I put it, put a, put a space heater in there in the bathroom and gave him some food and water. Let him, let him warm up and our dogs. Cause they don't really, they just annoy each other. You know how dogs are. They annoy each other. And so we put him in the bathroom with the space heater, food and water, and a couple of old blankets and jackets. And we're like, we'll let him warm up. And so around that time, we called the sheriff's department and we were like, hey, look, told them the situation, you know, the neighbor's dogs, whatever. Would we get in trouble if that dog happened to pass away in our house due to the effects? And of course, we were told no, that that would be a very hard case to prove that we did anything to the dog when we had proof the dog was outside in the 30 degree weather. So that was really the end of it. And so yesterday, you know, the dogs finally warmed up and he's, you know, playing along with our dogs. And then the neighbor shows up. I'm not allowed to speak to him. My brother's not allowed to speak to him. They're not allowed to speak to us. So my dad has a conversation with the guy and I don't know what's going on because I'm not allowed some odd feet between each other. So I just go inside the house and he comes in and here is what the neighbor said. So the conversation went, hey, we got your dog in the house. And he was like, well, I'm sorry, he's a nuisance. He must have gotten out, you know, from the back gate. And I'm sitting there thinking, this dumb idiot thinks the dog dug a hole underneath the fence instead of getting out of the eight inch gap of a gate they have, right? And plus their fence isn't even finished yet. They still have, they've got T-posts drove in, but there's still like at least 45 feet of open space. A dog's not stupid. The dogs are smart. They're, they're gonna know go around it. Anyway, that's not the point. So we're like, hey, the dog's here. And they're like, sorry, he's being a nuisance, yada, yada. He's like, he's not being a nuisance. The dog almost died last night. And it's like, well, we have him in the bathroom and he's in the space. We got, we, he's got food and water. It, he's here. Do you, if you want him, we can bring him to you and you can put him inside with the eater. They don't deserve him. Let me tell you, let me tell you for a second. This dude said, no, it's okay. We don't really like that dog to be inside anyways. You guys can keep him over there. Dude, oh my goodness. Oh my yeah. goodness. Oh my, dude, I, I, to say I'm, I was pissed, I am still mad. I am still mad. Because those, they're abusing that animal. That was abuse of an animal. It's the same as if you tell your kid you're not and allowed to come and, oh my, yes, man. without food, without water. I mean, the, sure, our dogs do it all the time. We got our, uh, our backyard fenced in. And so we just let them out of the back. And then they have food in the house. But I mean, there's puddles that the dogs can drink water on, be, be dogs, you know. Puddles were frozen with ice. They couldn't get anything to eat, couldn't get anything to drink. And so today, I uh, dogs were inside. The dogs are getting alone 
are getting along like like they know which they've always known each other they always play together um <coughs> but i said you know what if this dog's gonna stay inside the dog stunk and so i gave it a bath along with our other dogs and so now he is no longer in the bathroom he is staying in the living room with the other three dogs that we've got and i don't know what we're you asked me the other day what are you gonna do i don't know but he's not going out besides going out and going to the bathroom and playing for 10 15 minutes and coming back inside he's not going to go outside and stay i'm sorry that's not going to happen and so we're stuck between we're going to have another dog which i mean we can financially support it but it's still kind of like you know and everybody was like you got to get rid of the dog the do it's not the dog's fault Okay, I would much rather, much rather me go without food than this poor dog go without food because I can, you know, deal with missing a couple of meals here and there, you know, but it's a sad situation. Yeah. And we were advised by the sheriff's department to call animal control and get for animal abuse. But why? why start something i mean obviously we'd be doing the right thing but why start something when it when we've kind of solved it already you know which i would love to see them man it, it's something's already started it's a I tough know. call i i, know. I would just keep the dog until they decide they want the dog back and then i said you're not getting the dog back oh yeah yeah that, no that sure everything is yeah. documented yeah and uh yeah uh yeah that's such a horrible situation yeah it's uh horrible. yeah the, they're definitely not um getting the dog back um he may you know because he's a they're his dog that right now our dog since our fat we fenced in our backyard since that last incident um their dogs kind of roam free and they all have you know we've been here for 20 20 something years and this is the only neighbor we've ever had trouble with and you know their their doberman man their doberman got off the leash and went to the neighbors across the road from us and chased her around their house was she hot no dude she's like that's horrible know, 50 or 60 <laughs> yeah i've known her my whole life man i've known her my whole life but yeah, it's a, it's a, I don't know what I'm going to do yet. I mean, I, I don't know. Right now we're taking care of the dog right now. So I don't yeah. know. I, I just can't take the dog. Excuse me, folks. I'm sorry, folks, for the yawning and the. I'm boring. Rude comment I just made. I'm delirious. I'm exhausted. But other than well, uh, getting, getting away from this God. stupid. Yeah. Oh. Thank God the dog had uh, somebody like you that was compassionate enough and had the sense enough to make a difference. And uh, I don't know, dude. I would say for the dog's stocking and well-being, it probably wasn't treated right over there. At least you can treat it right. If you just rehome it, it can mess with the dog's mind of not being able to know where is home and not know who to trust. So who knows? She yeah. can give it to somebody and they can treat it like shit too. Um, if you can afford it, 
I would say just go ahead and sacrifice and 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 by the way, what a burn to the neighbors that every time they see you to know that um you got their dog and, and it's healthy and happy with you, that you're able to be more of a person more of a pet owner than they were. Um, so well, the difference I is the difference is I love and care for my pets, and they just don't care. I mean, I'm yeah, I'm yeah, sorry, so, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean for this to turn to drama, that. but well, they'll see that, and uh, they may not admit it, but it'll bother them in the back of their minds to a point. Probably not completely. They sound like they're pieces of shit. I don't know them, never met them, but from everything you've told me about them, what it sounds like. So, I don't know. There's always two sides of the story. Difference is my side's right. So, says everybody. I yeah, I know, I know. Uh, <laughs> so, anyways, folks, uh, we have been doing these videos. We Man, you're just taking over my show. Huh? Do. Well, dude, I'm delirious, dude. I don't even know where I'm at right now. You see my eyes? Go ahead. Go ahead and, and we are okay. You have been noticing five or number six. Man, just listen. Follow along with me. I know where I'm at. Man, we have Whatever. been. If you guys have Go been ahead. noticing on both of our channels, we've had different episodes go up, and there are the controversy episodes, um, which we've had real fun making them, and we're actually making more into the future here. We're going to start recording here in a little bit, um, uh, doing some more. And news not tonight, here. God. No, God, no, not tonight. And as you, I, and as you record a controversy of me, of me snoring. <laughs> I don't know if I could do, I don't know if I could do tonight. Oh my goodness. But some changes here are, they're still going to go up on my podcast feed on every podcast and YouTube. Big shrooms are going to be strictly uh, YouTube. I think so. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I think you want to do. Uh, that way, on my regular episodes, my podcast episodes, I can uh, point people to listen to the controversies or watch the controversies uh, on YouTube. But my YouTube is being built up slowly but surely. Thanks a big bunch of things goes to Hodge for taking the time to uh, convert all my audio from the past to video. It's taken a while, but it'll, it'll all get up there eventually. And uh, we're going slowly. In addition surely. to those, we got other videos. Yeah. Uh, on, on a Big Shrimp Radio podcast, uh, on a Big Shrimp Radio YouTube page, you'll find a lot of videos. Um, from different bars I've been to and uh, different people doing cover songs and a uh, couple of videos when I was in the physical therapy. Lord have mercy. I got the hiccups. This episode's gone to hell. Anyways, uh, videos of me getting some therapy done, physical therapy, some videos of me uh, inking up my a fountain pen to Bonita Magma Dragon that I got from Pentio and a Trek Republic. Check them out. Shout out. Uh, 
other review videos. I think I've done just different stuff in the past. And then obviously videos with Hodge. Hodge and I have done a lot of videos together. And uh, all my old episodes from season one. And then also going to be season two. The podcast episodes be converted from audio to video put up on YouTube. In addition to our controversies. Yeah, and so before we move into the meat of the pie here, what we're actually going to do, I was going to do this on next week's podcast, but I don't think this is going to be quite as long to be considered a real good simulcast. I watched one of Big Shrimp's favorite movies. I was going to wait and watch it later, but I went ahead and watched it tonight because it was only like an hour and 20 oh, minutes. Oh, man. So there, I feel like shit. There's no here way. We go. Oh, here God. we go. Here we go. I watched Dead Men on Campus. There's no way I can. I have not. I have it with you. Hang on a second. I haven't finished it. I haven't finished it. I'm going to give you my first thoughts. Okay. My first thoughts. So, from the start of the movie, for the first 10 minutes, I could tell what kind of movie this is going to be. Well, first of all, what's the name of this movie? Movie is. Man, give me a second. Dead Man on Campus is the name of the movie. Get, give me two seconds. I had, yeah. I had a, I had a plan of how I was going to go into. Oh this. Jesus! All anyway, right, all right. Anyways, do it. Do it. I'll sit back. Sit back. Now, what was cool to me was Jason Siegel <laughs> is the bully in the, uh, in the movie, and it's kind of cool to see a young Jason Siegel because you've seen him from like Marshall on uh, How I Met Your Mother. And that was kind of cool. Um, one of the funniest lines so far in the movie has been, and, was like, and what? I'm not going to give the movie away. Zach Morris. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's got uh, Mark Paul. Mark Paul Gostiller. Yeah, Zach from uh, Zach from Saved by the Bell. And immediately I wrote down Saved by the Bell, the college years, the unrated edition. <laughs> because, <laughs> yeah. and so yeah. but one of the funniest scenes so far has been when the main guy was sleeping his first night in the dorm he wakes up and his janitors and they're smoking pot and, <laughs> he wakes up, and the mexican janitor goes hola <laughs> he goes what are you doing yeah yeah <laughs> um, yeah he's actually like clean Clean, pretty good two shoes. They're trying to study, do well, and yeah, it's kind of polar opposite for a roommate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And there, there were some, there were some side conversations that I caught in the movie, which I thought were funny. Like when, uh, you know, the the main guy's trying to trying to study, and and Mark Paul wants to screw off and and drink and party like college. He goes to a room and then the, the, the main guy comes in and he goes, how are you doing? I got a rash on my balls. How are you? I mean, <laughs> I find those little uh, slight things funny. <laughs> and then what surprised uh, me was uh, Mark. Uh, um, yeah. Mark Paul's dad is uncle Jesse's dad in full house. Did you notice that? Yeah, he is. I did. Yeah. Well, I noticed that at the time and I forgot about it till just now, but yeah. Did you notice that uh, 
he uh oh did you get to the scene yet with the stats that's that's yeah i didn't say let's go yeah, we were talking about it earlier, and you were killing yourself over it. I didn't find it that funny. I actually didn't even really laugh because oh. it it wasn't funny it, to me because he was trying just trying to ignore him or annoy him. Stuff it stuff the stethoscope down. It's hilarious, dude. I I I almost pissed myself laughing every time I even think about it. Dude got yeah. the other dude stethoscope. He puts it on the outside of his pants. I can hear my heart beating. No, he doesn't. He sticks it through his pants. He un, he un, he undoes his zipper and sticks uh, it. See, that's even worse. So he sticks it through his pants. Yeah. <laughs> well, they did it out of your pants. Uh, Allison Hannigan from American uh, Pie and How I Met Your Mother is in there. And here, no, here. I would love to have a two-hour conversation about band camp with her. My last thought on on what I've seen so far, and I've seen up to where the main plot of the movie has to happen. You know, they're both failing, right? And you know the whole point of the story now. That's where I'm up to. And my thing is, can't you just study and make good grades on this instead of having to ask somebody to kill themselves? Like, can't that happen? Um, Like, you know what I mean? Well, that's already... Off the window, dude. I mean, they both have screwed off, screwed up to the point that is at the point of no return. Um, one of them had too many hours to sign up for to begin with, and then has a roommate that made it impossible for him to do well. The other one is on a on a uh, on a journey to see how far down uh, the toilet he can go. Yeah, literally because his dad is a plumber and he doesn't want to be a plumber. So um, I don't know, man. And they're not asking somebody to kill themselves. They're looking for somebody that's already crazy enough that's going to do it. Or they just want to see if they can get that person to do it in their room. Uh, uh, look, maybe I would push that person over the edge. I would give my full review next week on the well, I'm not going to say next week because we may not do one next week. We don't know yet. But next time on the Soundcast, I'll get my full review of Dead Ben on Campus. Uh, and also, I'm going to give wow. you, when I review that, going to give you a movie to watch. You're going to review it as well. So, um, uh, well, well, let's in, let's you in like the, it so far or not? Um, I like, I don't think it's oh, as funny. God. I don't Should think it's be a as, question. I don't think it's as funny as you anticipate it, but I do like it. I do like it. I don't think it's as funny as you were anticipating, but I, I do like it. Be. I do like it. So, I, I do think like it's it. hilarious. Now, uh, in all fairness, <clears throat> you, you think things are funny that I don't get, like that yeah. fat shirtless guy. I don't just don't understand him at all. <laughs> but you think it's hilarious. So. Yeah. But we do, we do equally agree that Joe Rogan's hilarious. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Our sense of humors are different, but they're similar too. I'm tired of cutting this pie open. Let's go ahead and put it on a plate. This is the main ingredient here for the podcast. And it is our very first concert we ever attended, our very first major wrestling event attended. And major wrestling event is. Because I know probably Big Shrimp has been to like different house shows when he was younger. I'm talking mainstream, major wrestling event. 
So let's start first. Uh, and I'll, I will go first with the concert and we'll go vice versa. My first concert I ever attended was the Crawfish Festival in Biloxi, Mississippi. I don't remember how old I was. I think this was, this had to have been 05, 06, something like that. And it was Blake Shelton. And he was on the verge of putting out the Pure BS album. And the reason I know that is because, you know, they, every person makes the band take a break and they go acoustic, right? Every concert. And yeah. he went acoustic and he started playing his yet to be released song, which was The More I Drink, which was the lead single off of Pure BS. So that's how I know we were in between those, <clears throat> those two albums, which I think were uh, Blake Shelton's Barn and Grill. And I think it stopped there for a little while and then he released Pure BS, if I'm not mistaken. But that's, that's where we were at. And I remember the first song you opened up with, the second song, the third song, the last song. I remember a lot about that. And that's why Blake Shelton is one of my favorites because I was my, he was my favorite when I was a kid and same, same way now. Wow. Uh, first ever concert I attended. Uh, I don't know. I went to a lot of gospel, Southern gospel concerts when I was a kid with my grandmother. Um, I listened to quartets and stuff. I don't think that counts. I mean, it could count. I mean, whatever you want to count. Make big deals and and gospel music, but it wasn't anything that. Uh, I was never really into, even though I was in the church. But no, I think my first real concert, uh, somewhere around 95, 96, 97, I don't remember the year. Um, over here, close to where I live, in one third of the tri cities, Kingsport, Tennessee, every year they have a thing called Fun Fest, and it's where uh, they have all kinds of stuff, activities and whatnot. But at nighttime, they have uh, major pop acts come in from Pop 40 Radio and do the trick concerts. And you sit on the grounds and uh, they have bleachers too. It's not a big arena show. But anyways, my first one had All Saints. Um uh, Oh, I didn't have All Saints Ally. I'm a big fan of All Saints. Never ever song. Are you familiar with that song, Hodge? Never ever so. by All Saints. I think so. So so good. Anyway, so I had a a band with the one hit wonder band called She Moves. They had a song called uh It'll come back to me in a minute. And and I had a girl named Jennifer Page. She had a song called Crush. That was the one-hit wonder. She was one-hit wonder as well. They had another one-hit wonder act. I forget who they were at the moment. But the headliners were uh, in sync. And John, man. Dude. Uh, I forgot which one of the five it was, but dude was shirtless, swinging off of this 
rope ladder and all the girls were going nuts rubbing their nipples ah! i'm sure <laughs> and uh <laughs> and um uh, it's all kinds of songs but at the time i was really getting into that kind of music anyways um I went back a few years in a row and saw other pop acts, but I've not been to many legitimate concerts. I've been to a lot of Lao and Thai concerts too, but um, I'm not really. I just okay. I, maybe I'm selfish. Maybe I'm an asshole. Maybe I'm delusional, but it just irritates me to know that I could be in a room with the freaking John Legend. I'm not I'm not even really a John Legend fan, but and he'd be like two hundred feet in front of me and I can breathe the same air he's breathing and listen to him sing. Then afterwards he's gonna run off stage and go backstage. And unless I have backstage passes or whatever, I'm not gonna get to see the guy or meet him. And so I just feel like it's a tease in a way. But the same philosophy I have for not going to strip clubs anymore, which I used to do when I was younger, but I got to the point I realized I'm paying all this money for a tease. You know, at the end of the night, I'm not going to get one of these strippers. So I've got to go home and hmm. take care of business myself. <laughs> or yeah. if you live in Atlanta on a Ford Industrial Boulevard, I got like, three strip clubs and a whole bunch of hookers walking outside of the strip clubs. You can take care of yourself there, but I don't know. So I'm like, I don't want to go to a concert and but now in recent years in Nashville, I've been to a lot of, I've seen a lot of shows, independent artists, and I've seen uh, uh, Chris Stapleton uh, and others, but not really a concert guy. I'm sure that'll change in the future, but. Thanks for but that. But then again, dude, most of my life, most of my life, uh, this is bore out between your and I conversations in private. I've not really been a music guy. And so for most of my life, I've not had an interest in going to concerts. I had a lot of opportunity, a lot, because over here at Freedom Hall Civic Center, a lot of people have come from the Eagles to come through, ACDC, even Elvis came through back in the 70s. But, you know, I've always had opportunity to go. Um, my mom and stepdad used to go to shows that offered to take me. I'd always think I'd rather stay home and watch TV. Yeah. Now I regret those opportunities since how cool would it be to get to see like uh, Leonard Skinner alive? But um, yeah. Thanks Go for ahead. that long-winded answer. <laughs> if you like that one, you're going to love the rest on oh, I, 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 I can bet. I can bet. So before we do that, again, go check out the controversy episodes of the podcast. YouTube, anywhere podcasts are available. The teases, <clears throat> the teases for those, um, we're going to start putting those up on Instagram. Um, you know, I, I, yeah. put a I put a teaser up on Facebook for the Morgan Walla one, but um, I think we're going to start yeah. putting them up on yeah, our social. Yeah, Hodge can figure that stuff out. And, yep, yeah. And yeah. He's so, got a, a YouTube channel, <clears throat> the HodgePodge. Yep. Podcast YouTube and mine is Facebook Radio. Dude, this is the late night, tired as crap simulcast podcast. It's it's <laughs> we're barely making it here. 
But look, let's go to yeah. the dessert. Let's go to the final, or as I should say, the main event here, which is. Are the you first hungry, man? You're talking about food all freaking night, wrestling bro. You're talking about pies. You're talking about ingredients. You're talking look, about dessert. Are you hungry? I am a little bit, honestly. I'm, it's late at night. What are you supposed to do? Late at night is nothing on TV. Dude, let me tell you something. I don't normally buy frozen food. A couple of days ago, I was craving some uh, like uh, the breaded fish in the frozen section. I wasn't really craving it, but I thought I'd get some, make it home. Uh-huh. And so there's two primary brands. There's uh, Miss Gordon's and Miss uh, Mr. Patty's or Mr. Uh, or Miss Paul, Mr. Paul, whatever. One's in a gold bag, the other's in a green box. Didn't know what to get. The price difference was about a dollar and a half. They both look decent on the outside of the box, so I got one of each. Had them both, and they're both pretty freaking good. The Mr. Paul's, the one in the green. It's a little bit tastier, I think, but the other one, Gordon's, is a little bit thicker fish. So, anyways, go ahead, Hodge. Sorry. Just had to throw that in there, talking about food. Again, Rest we're not fine. sponsored by these fish companies, these frozen fish companies. But if they would like no, to sponsor us. By God. I'll take all the fish you want to give me. I love fish. I can tell. Okay, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> hey, man, I'm named after a sea creature shrimp. <laughs> the main event of the evening of the simulcast is the first major wrestling event ever attended i went first last time big shrimp you go first now i already know what yours is so i'm gonna go pee real quick while you tell yours i don't think you know this one dude because i don't even know the answer you don't know the answer well i guess i'll stay i have to pee later <laughs> i really don't know the answer dude i this was your second I idea my mom or my aunt do what? This was your segment idea. You don't have an answer for it? Yeah, listen, man. I've been to so many wrestling shows. I know you say major, so uh, I'm guessing when you say major, you're talking the, the, the big three, WWF, WCW, yeah. CW. Because those were the ones around that were the big companies when I was young. Uh... First and foremost, I went to a ton of indie shows, independent shows. And I don't remember if I went to an independent show first or with my aunt. She took my first independent show. Or if I went to a Smoky Mountain wrestling show with my mom, stepdad, when she was pregnant with my brother in 1995. But um, that show had The Undertaker at it. Dude, Smoky Mountain Wrestling, I consider that a big one, major one. I mean, it's major around here. And one reason how I tried to tell you I love Jim Cornette so much is because he was on my TV screen like five days of the week when I was growing up. Because he was a big deal over here in East Tennessee. And he talks about it all the time on his podcast, Johnson City this, Johnson City that. You know, you hear it all the time. So, um, even though he was a heel, um, 
I went to WCW shows, a few, several WCW shows at Freedom Hall. I got to see Monday Nitro, um, and I was to a Thunder taping. Um, so those were major TV shows. I went to house shows. Um, and then mid-90s, uh, went to a few WWE shows, house shows. But my first actual WWE TV show was Raw in Nashville. Um, the Rock was there, CM Punk was there, John Cena was there. People went nuts over Cena, The Rock, and Punk. Paul Heyman was there. This is the night that uh, Dutch Mantel debuted as Zeb Coulter. And uh, that's a fun show. The Rock told a story about put seats on Broadway and buying a car from a crackhead. Um, uh, Sam Punk gave the GTS to The Rock. But I'm going to tell you, when, for my observance, um, the WWE has a lot of... Uh, Stimulated atmosphere effects. Kane's pyro, the loud rock and roll music, the lighting, uh, and obviously children screaming over John Cena. But when I was a kid, I got to go to these Milky Mountain shows and early independent shows. You would literally be in a building and you'd feel the building shake with the roar of the people. I remember watching police get involved. I remember people trying to jump out of the fence, jump and hit a wrestler. And I remember cops throwing people on the ground, arresting them. Um, I remember old ladies with canes, sticking their canes out, trying to trip a wrestler when he's walking out to the ring. I'm trying to smack a wrestler in the head. Uh, I remember uh, my aunt and my mom, when they take me to these shows, um, they'd have security. they open their purse, security hands in the purse, and dig around looking for knives and guns. I mean, people at one time, even though they knew wrestling was a work somehow, they knew everything wasn't real and legit. They allow themselves to believe it just enough that they would do things. Um, they would act in such a way that they normally wouldn't act. Um, they would lose control. And, and when you feel that hatred, I'm not talking that hatred in the room when somebody like a Jim Cornette would come out and the heavenly bodies with were smoky mountain and then you feel the love and the cheer and the adoration when the rock and roll express would come out i mean it, it the feelings were so strong in the atmosphere that the whole building could feel it um people believe in this shit and you know corny says you can't put your toothpaste back in the tube well i wish you could and you and i had a had a discussion a while back we had a time machine. You go back to see when the blues were starting in the 60s. 
I go back to some of these riot shows when folks rioted and and wrestling was real. Yeah. We have something in common because my first uh, major show was a was a Monday Night Raw show. And <clears throat> I don't man, I wish I could remember when this was. I got me, my brother, and my sister, we got tickets for uh, Christmas one year. And that show was taking okay, I was fifth grade. I remember fifth grade. So however however we're drawing fifth grade, right? So we get there and you don't realize the because this was this was still when people cared and believed in wrestling. You know, this was this was still in the heat of the moment where Monday Night Raw was still good. And they filmed ECW, which aired Tuesday or Wednesday nights. They filmed that on Monday Night Raw. So that went on at like six and now they feel they filmed superstars when I was there. Okay, okay. They filmed well, you, you were talking about in the ruthless aggression era. Yes, yes, yes. Some, something like that, I think. And I remember watching and being like, wait, I don't hear Jerry the King Lawler's voice. What is going on? And I didn't realize oh, yeah. that I kind of thought it was going to be like football, like how you can hear the commentators at a live football event. But it's actually – right. Which, which I think is, which I think is um, more of an impactful moment if you're there watching as a fan because you don't have to hear the stupidness of some of the commentators. But I remember the first time because I've always, always been a fan of Chris Jericho, and I remember he was the bad guy. So you were not allowed to like the bad guy, and how hard I wanted to to to, to cheer for Jericho, but I couldn't. Right, and so I remember. Jericho and Orton were sitting in the ring and they were complaining about something such and such. And this is um this was right after remember when Mr. McMahon got crushed by that machine when he was giving away all that money. Oh yeah. I think this was they right after a million dollar giveaway. I think this was right after I think this was right after that because he wasn't there. Stephanie had control over Raw. And she'd come out and she was like, okay, yada, yada, you're going to fight Shawn Michaels and John Cena. And the place went and you know, wait crazy. a minute, you know that that money giveaway was real? It wasn't, it wasn't. I do, uh, yeah, I, I know that. Work. Yeah. There's a guy up the road where Jared lives, uh-huh. one of our shrimpers, Jared. Uh, he lives in the town he lives in, a guy got $30,000, a check to him from WWE. That's cool. Yeah. Change yeah. this life because out there, dude, it's a freaking stick. It's talking about country. It's like where you live, country, country. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, yeah, 30 grand. Yeah. My parents later admitted that they took me and my brother there because they thought it would get us out of wrestling, but it kind of made us love it and want it even more, you know? But then, CM Punk was one of the reasons why you kind of figure out wrestling's fake. Like, you know, you, 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 you don't know it's fake when you're a kid, or I shouldn't say fake predetermined when you're a kid. Right. 
But I remember. Yeah, well, man, everybody kept telling me, man. Everybody said to me, you watch that shit. That ain't real. I say, I would hear that too real. I, right, right. I would hear that too. But then you would defend it, right? You would defend it. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. Now, But the, because that was the thing. If you defended it, you believed in it. Now people don't defend it at all. People are just like, yeah, you're right. It's fake, but I still love it. That's just an accepted fact that. Right, know, right. But yeah. I remember distinctly watching on TV one night. CM Punk was facing, man, it was some African-American. I, I can't remember who it was. It could have been Kobe Kingston. But I remember, because, you know, everybody, everybody is in on it. The cameramen know exactly where to stand. All of this is all timed out perfectly. The cameraman did not, or the or the TV person in the back did not switch to another camera, and we saw CM Punk slap this inner thigh when his knee came up to pop the guy in the mouth, and I remember seeing that and being like, "Wait, what did I just watch?" And I remember skipping it back and seeing CM Punk hit the guy and slap his leg at the same time, and I remember right there. Oh wow, these people that have been telling me it's fake, they weren't lying to me. And that's when I saw it. And that's when you kind of dive in more and you learn a lot more of the business. Yeah. Um I, once upon a time the knee slaps and uh I don't want to give away all the stickers, but once upon a time, those things were hitting so well when a cameraman knew uh, what angle was to shoot from to hide right. it as well that that there was no way to know um, unless you really look for it. Uh, now, a lot of guys are sloppy workers and you see you get these swipes all the time and um, I remember one indie show I went to and I was already smart to the business at this point. I knew I was probably about 10, maybe 11 or 12, but my aunt had dated uh, Kid Cash, uh, David Cash, David Jericho at the time. And um, they were dating and, and he smarted me up to the business as a kid. He told me, he said, yeah, he would tell me, I'm going to bleed you now. Here's the razor blade I'm going to do it with. I'm going to blade red around here. And, and he, he, he smarted me up and, um, but I still wanted to believe, but I remember uh, my aunt's husband, uh, it's just a few years later, after the fact, I was a teenager, 13 or 14, he would always give me a hard time. His name is John. He said, oh, you know, that stuff ain't real. They're just, they're all friends. They don't have five in a back. I'm like, whatever. We're at a show, and this guy, you hear him calling spots in the ring, uh, uh, since I'm going to off the road, give me a drop kick. And we heard it. And he turned and looked at me and gave me a smart-ass look. I do hear that. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, they did a spot. He got, did a drop kick. But he missed him by, like, three feet. <laughs> and the other dude took a bump, and he fell back. And my, my aunt's husband looked at me again with this smart-ass look. My aunt said, it was the air. It was the force of his feet that knocked him down. <laughs> <laughs> but you know yeah I don't, I don't know I miss wrestling being the way that it me too was 
but me too. I but yeah, when you go to a big show, a big production like the Monday Night Raw, and you can see um, people coming out. I I remember the show I went to the Raw. I went to Paul Heyman open up the show and. And you see all the lights go out, and you see Paul Hemi walk out to the ring and get a microphone and stand in the ring. And obviously, mm. um, he doesn't own the company, so if he wasn't playing for him to do that, uh, somebody would stop and say, hey, you can't be doing this. And it's, you know, the cameramen are always set the right place at the right time. That's one thing Corny and Brian Ice always talk about, like the AEW. Some reason or another, there's always a camera guy right now backstage where something goes down. Wonder why. Whereas in WCW back in the day, when there was a backstage brawl or whatever, they said, Oh, there's something going on in the back. I mean, it would take like two or three minutes or about 30 seconds, and they'd send a cameraman to the back. There was already a fight in the process of happening. That was a little bit more believable. But Whatever. Anyway, so how's your show? Anything else? No, obviously we can talk forever about wrestling and knowledge that we have of wrestling, but we need to do that. We need to do that one time, guys. Just take our knowledge of what we know about wrestling and just talk about it. That's what we need to do. Uh, that'll be a long show. You saw them, I've got books that talk about wrestling from the 1800s. Yeah, early 1900s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care about Abraham Lincoln wrestling. I don't give a crap. Um, but look, oh, let's let's end it here because if we don't end it here, we're not going to end it at all. We've been going over an hour, so go ahead and give out your um, whatever you say at the end of your shows, and uh, we'll get out of here. Appreciate you guys. I've got to write it out. I don't have it memorized. Something on church tomorrow should never go on team. For okay. some of us, we got less of them left than we do yesterday's Life is a Journey. There's a whole bunch of shit that I listed there that people go through on this journey. Whatever it is you're going through, lay it to the side and get to step in. Live your life, live your truth unapologetically. Aspire or inspire before you expire. You've been listening to Big Shrimp Radio and a Hodgepodge Podcast. Uh, until next time, you got a friend and us, both of us, and I was at this point said we're signing off, but we're not because Hodge wants to tell everybody it's time to frown and be upset and pissed off and mad at the world and never smile again. That's right. And I think you kind of had that memorized a little bit. That sounds that sounds about right. But enjoy. And as always, like I always say, frown less, smile more. Make tomorrow. You really know, it. You really what? Yeah. What? You really no sold the round all the time. That's sad. Yeah, I don't care. All right, we're done. Yeah, we're tired. Whatever. Enjoy. Roundless. Bye.